0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: On this episode of Big Boys Don't Cry, we discuss the film Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square. You don't have to have seen the film to enjoy the podcast, but if you do listen without having seen it, just be aware that we may discuss elements of the plot and there may be spoilers. Enjoy. Bad films, bad films, bad films, bad films. We watch them every week on this podcast. There you go.
0: Can you hear me? <laughs> I literally just sorted it out so I could just hit see you singing. <laughs> <and> I...
1: <laughs> Fuck you. I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> I'll
0: listen to it back on the recording. Give me a, give me a gist.
1: I have to do it again. That's fine bad films bad films bad films bad films (laughs) we watch them every week on this podcast beautiful there you go you can't see the guitar you must have wondered what the hell i was doing
0: I could see you singing and moving your head, so I was like, "Oh yeah, he's he's singing some kind of jaunty tune." That's what I do. Yeah, I just worked out how to play
1: that opening bit from Jolene today, so I thought, "Why not?" It's very nice.
0: Your mustache is looking very good, by the way.
1: Thanks. It's the nice light in here, I think, as well. I'm considering growing the full beard back over the Christmas break, but the mustache has proven popular.
0: You um, now that you are a fully fledged dad, you've got to make good use of the dad mustache
1: yeah it is it is totally a dad look
0: yeah there with your jumper and your mustache and your cup of coffee
1: it's um honey and lemon but yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) are you not feeling very well
1: hardcore i just got got a bit of a non-covid related phlegm situation
0: oh dear um, I thought you just needed something sweet like honey to go with the sickly sweet film that we watched this week.
1: Yeah. I didn't find it that sweet, though. It was like when you go to the sweet shop and you're looking for a sweet, you get a sweet, and it's not that sweet. You know, something like licorice should be good, but is actually <laughs> come disgusting.
0: Come out with a packet of Monster Munch. <laughs> what? How yeah. did this happen?
1: Yeah, pick-and-mix bag just full of, like, individual <laughs> pieces of Monster Munch. Yes, exactly. Here we go again with our culinary... <laughs> Culinary Experiments yeah, started on you, last week's episode. Why
0: can't you get savoury pick and mix? It's yeah. just one, one lot's, ma- you know, monster munch. You've got, you've got some McCoys out of another and then just a giant vat of oh mashed God. potato. <laughs> like, you you, know, just when you're spoon a kid, out.
1: you go into Woolworths and you've got the pick and mix. It's literally just all those like plastic trays, but they're all full of different crisps and you can mix them up. <laughs> I p- actually <laughs> think that would do really
0: well. Pick and mix for a breakfast buffet, (laughs) just (laughs) filling it up with sausages.
1: Yeah, one of those plastic trays full of scrambled egg. Yeah, exactly. No bits of hash browns.
0: Oh, man. Use the
1: scoop, use the
0: scoop. (laughs) Use the scoop. (laughs) Just, yeah, scrambled egg with a scoop. That's into into a paper bag. With a
1: scoop that has been used by approximately two and a half thousand people that day before you got (laughs) there and looks like it
0: yeah that's what we want (laughs) it's gonna be a winner i'm sure
1: (laughs) oh Oh, pick and mix those are the days
0: oh man i i would say that i miss pick and mix but i really don't (laughs)
1: Do you miss that feeling of feeling utterly sick after eating a bag of pick and mix?
0: <laughs> well, exactly. I don't miss it at all. I'm quite happy not having pick and mix in my life.
1: What was your favourite item from the pick and mix?
0: I'm a marshmallow fiend.
1: Ah, okay.
0: Um, yeah, love a marshmallow. Those little curly uh, marshmallows that you used to get in pick and mix. That was my jam.
1: Oh, the like Twizzler, Twizzler yeah, marshmallows. Yeah, yeah those are
0: good. they're so good. Because
1: um, they're quite... Re- reasonably thin as a marshmallow goes so you can get a substantial bite out of it without feeling like it's kind of filling your whole mouth
0: yes exactly that, that that's that's my thing i love a love a bit of marshmallow what about you what's your pick and mix fave
1: see i love those white mice you know the ones oh in? yes it's yeah, like white no, chocolate really but good. something about it is different and it's got this like weird dusting <laughs> of some kind of weird probably m s g dust on uh, it the
0: the dust is just skin flakes from the thousands of people that have already touched them over the yeah. course of the the week <laughs> in Woolworths that they've been sitting there that's, that's my was. jam that's
1: what I like yeah
0: dust dust flake mice
1: dust mice yeah
0: <laughs> dust mice um so did you feel as though Christmas on the square was a pick and mix extravaganza of various different Christmas tropes all <laughs> in one place.
1: I suppose that's fair yeah uh, you you could perhaps call it a dolly mix,
0: <laughs> very good, very good, so yeah, Dolly Parton is a christmas angel slash homeless person.
1: That's just a statement of fact,
0: <laughs> it's just yeah, that's just a statement of fact.
1: She sold her house. And now she's homeless, but she wanted to give it all to the nice children or something, knowing her and how just like incredibly good she is.
0: (laughs) She is one of the most pure people in the world, isn't she?
1: Yeah. She's given loads of money to the COVID vaccines this year. So she's just, yeah. If there's a good thing to be done, you know that she's probably already done it.
0: Yeah. Teaching kids to read, saving our lives from deadly diseases. Yeah.
1: Funding literacy in this country, as well as in the US, interestingly.
0: Mm -hmm. She is a good one.
1: Yeah, a very good person with great songs, you know, a back catalogue of songs. I was either going to do Jolene or I was going to do Here You Come Again.
0: Or you could do Working 9 to 5. Yeah. Which is a, a sassy little number about the depressing state of capitalist society.
1: Yeah, which Dolly Parton understands, right? Yeah, yeah. She's so, you know, why wouldn't she want to do a Christmas musical?
0: Well, quite. And and this movie does have, initially, some very socialist uh, underpinnings from comrade Dolly Parton.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's clearly a, a capitalist oppressor there, played by Christine Baranski, in one of her most iconic roles.
0: <laughs> I mean, that might be going a little bit far, but she is very, very good in this, isn't she? Yeah. Um, I really love her character. Um, What if Scrooge, but fun...
1: What if Scrooge, but fun and off of Mamma Mia 2 and (laughs) Mamma Mia 1.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, uh, yeah. So did you enjoy, did you enjoy Christmas on the Square? I
1: don't know if enjoy is the right word for it. (laughs) See, (laughs) Uh, right. I, I love Dolly Parton. I think she's wonderful. And a lot of her work is great, but I don't know that her talent is best deployed at things that appear on screen. So ahead of this, earlier this year, there were some kind of short films. Did you see any of these? It was like Dolly Parton's random romantic cowboy stories or whatever it's called Yeah, Yeah,
0: this was the Netflix one, wasn't it? Um, I didn't see it, but it did come up.
1: We watched some of them and they were all just a bit thin, you know? A bit kind of, a bit surface level.
0: (laughs) Thin like a marshmallow.
1: Exactly, yeah. A thin marshmallow, but not in a good way, (laughs) you know? This was the kind of marshmallow where... You know you you're you're wanting to toast it over a fire, in which case you need a big marshmallow whereas this one you know you you put it over the fire and it kind of immediately melts into nothing
0: yeah i I'm kind of in the same ballpark as you um where obviously she's done a lot of stuff over the years, and some of some of the acting has been very good,
1: yeah um she was in steel Magnolias right.
0: Yep, which is great. Um but this is a little bit of a I guess a little bit of a waste. And I know that there's there's the musical numbers, but it still doesn't feel like the most effective use of Dolly Parton's time.
1: No, it really doesn't. And when you know how how much her time gets put to great use, you do question that, don't you?
0: Yes, yeah. Um But she she was heavily involved in this, obviously. Yeah. Um, it was
1: based on, it appeared, well, based on a stage musical. So it yes, appeared on stage yeah. first. And it seems like this is actually, is seems like it's her idea and a lot of the writing comes from her. There will be co-writers and stuff, obviously, but I feel like this is more purely her idea and it shows. Her, act, her acting is fine. There's nothing wrong with her acting, but I think the, the kind of central idea and the writing of all of it is just isn't there.
0: No, and and it's the kind of mashup that works fine in a musical, but not so fine um, when it's when it's transported into um, into onto the screen. So, I mean, if you look at, for instance, the the the, the perfect example of that is the the um, uh, the producers, which on stage mm. is very very funny, but then got converted. So, it started off as a very funny Mel Brooks movie got turned into a stage show and was very funny and then got ported back to the screen not so well um and and you can see the sort of essence of a a stage show in this can't you but there's that that separation where it's a different kind of immersion when you're watching something on on stage and it's something that i think we talked a little bit about with cats didn't we Um, Yes. And obviously, I
1: was was trying to think back to whether I think that I feel like there was something else, and I'm scrolling through our back catalogue to try and find out where we talked about there are some things that work on stage that just do not work on film. And that often the transition between those two things is done well, and um, things come together really well, like um, Les Mis with Russell Crowe bellowing and stuff. You know, all of that (laughs) stuff works. But a lot of the time, when you try to adapt something from the stage to the screen, and you don't give enough consideration to the cinematic medium. You end up with weird scenes like the opening of this, where like everyone's just kind of jumping around the square, and you're like, "Yep, I can see that this was performed on a stage in the round or in the square, as the <laughs> yeah. uh, as the term should be."
0: Um, yeah, exactly, and I, I think that's one of the main issues here, um, and and it follows through to the. Um, the plot as well um, I wasn't kidding when I suggested that it was like Christmas pick and mix because this 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 is it's um, a Christmas carol uh, <laughs> meets a wonderful Christmas Life, mix. Christmas uh, plot um mix meets other random nonsense all thrown together into one big old Christmas pot yeah um,
1: meets a Christmas prince
0: <laughs> meets a Christmas prince
1: no, let's not sully the good name of Christmas prince <laughs>
0: No, definitely not. There's a the perfect movie. Um and, and then it all sort of feels like it's weird, isn't it? Because it's got all of the the stage production elements, all of the dancing all the time, everything like that. But then it really feels a bit like a sort of T V movie, a Hallmark movie almost, doesn't it, at the same time?
1: I don't know that this is even of the calibre of a lot of Hallmark movies. But I think it's not a fair comparison because you never see a musical on the the Christmas twenty-four um channel do you which is a shame you know there should be more attempts to make musicals and i admire anyone who wants to make a musical because you know what writing like a story or a film or a play or whatever is hard enough without having to include songs in it but at the same time because you know that when someone does it and it doesn't work it's almost more apparent
0: yeah i I think the issue the issue is that when there's those little musical ditties suddenly you've got that separation and then they go back to awkward acting and cheesy dialogue immediately afterwards and you're like yeah you like when if you're watching this on the stage you get that immediate sense of this this song has finished and there's always that brief little pause where everything re- everyone recollects themselves you know the, the the audience and the performers whereas here it's just this continuous motion and it's just not so good really. we popped
1: out to get a cup of tea and you come back and Dolly Parton's floating on a cloud and you're like what <laughs> What's going on
0: now? And I mean, those those are some of the best moments when she's suddenly just there, dressed as an angel with wings. Uh, like those yeah. kind of those kind of <laughs> moments, you're just like, okay, this is where this is where it's at its best. When it's at its most saccharin, is it is when it's working the best? There's there's sort of these two elements of it, isn't it? There's the, the saccharine nonsense, and then the sass factor um, of of I guess our main character Regina, um, yeah. played by Christine Baranski um who is just incredibly sassy and very very funny We stand. Yeah is 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 brilliant in this and I think a lot of the flaws of this movie are they they they're not forgiven but they are made a lot less potent because whenever she's on screen being funny because she's very charismatic and very fun in this film
1: Yeah she's great and she really really carries the film doesn't she and holds it together And you're, even though she's supposed to be the kind of evil one, you're kind of rooting for her all the time, even when she's handing out the eviction notices, just because she's like the only proper actor in it. Sorry, Dolly.
0: (laughs) How dare you say that about Treat Williams? Thank you. Treat
1: Williams, the man who, you know, there's that meme where it's like, oh, mum, can we have X thing? No, we have X thing at home, the X (laughs) thing at home. He's he's that, but for Martin Sheen.
0: Well, I'll, I'll have you know that earlier in his career, it was for Harrison Ford. Thank you very much.
1: Oh, okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking um, more of, of yeah how he looks now. Yeah, I hadn't no. seen him in things before, but he's had a very, very long and quite interesting career. I gather.
0: Yeah, Tree Williams has been in all sorts over the years. He's been in some real. Um, he's an actor that I I fully stand. Actually, um, he's he's very very. Um, He's very very charming. he's got this kind of roguish um quality to him, which doesn't really come across in this movie where he's like this kindly older figure who was the lost love of his lot of um christine baransky's, baransky's life um <laughs> whereas whereas most of the time he's got this kind of cheeky quality to him, so he's in things like um I've forgotten the name of it, but it's um it's a movie where he plays a Dead detective, um, and it's it's these two de- dead cops that are trying to solve murders still. Uh, Randall uh, and Hopkirk, this these... <laughs> yeah, basically imagine that, but American, so with explosions and shit. <laughs> Sounds great, <laughs> um, yeah, which is really good. I've forgotten the name of it now, but oh my god, yeah, I've he's...
1: just gotten an email from Spotify emailing me about Megan Trainers Christmas. Is this because of you? <laughs> so, I feel like this is your fault. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, complete tangent. But do you want to <laughs> tell the listeners why it's your fault?
0: Yeah. So um, I uh, reminded. Actually, Paddy, this is um, the this
1: is the horn section of this week's podcast. I was <laughs> going to actually the- mention it anyway because we needed to have a horn section and there wasn't much horn in um, Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square, was there?
0: no it's quite a sweet it's quite a sweet movie there's a little bit of horn with christine baranski where you, there, there's the odd innuendo here and there which i don't know if they meant or not i but, think she was just um,
1: slipping it in while um <laughs> while dolly wasn't looking yeah was dolly like, wasn't okay she's looking. gone quick
0: it's like all right quickly swap this out for some more god references let's yeah. do it let's do it um <laughs> But uh, but yeah, so so instead instead of that, we needed a horn section in this episode of the podcast, and I reminded Paddy and the rest of Palomino Club of um, the PR email that Megan Trainers uh, people sent out for her last album last year. Um, so let me, shall I give it do a dramatic? You do, can you do a dramatic reading of it? Yes. Yeah. Um, so this was the PR email that went out. Um, <laughs> We, we know you want to hear songs about all the hot newlywed sex Megan and Daryl Cerbera are having. Did you see what we did there? This is why you'll love the banging single, All The Ways. Billboard was wet for All The Ways, calling it another fun, danceable track to fall in love with. And would Billboard lie to you, girl? But perhaps the pièce de résistance, that's French for wig snatch, is Marry Me, a romantic acoustic guitar and ukulele-tinged R-fest, which delivers all the feels and then more feels. Megan wrote the song 30 days after meeting Daryl, and it was so good that she walked down the aisle to it. We know it's a little bit hashtag vomworthy, but also, am I chopping onions right now, or are those tears rolling down my face? <laughs> I'm not crying, you're crying. Um, and then, follow up. <laughs> uh, Valentine's Day is around the corner. And whether you're planning on smashing Bay's junk to smithereens or making out with a pint of fish food, you need some fresh Valentine's Day bops to get you in the mood for love. Love is, of course, spelt with a heart. And Meghan Trainer has got you covered with her new EP, The Love Train. Epic records. <laughs>
1: um. That's the perfect ending.
0: Yeah. So I hope you all enjoyed that dramatic reading of Megan Trainer's PR. It's uh, yeah. It's congrats to the horny
1: person who got paid to write that.
0: (laughs) It's certainly hashtag vom worthy. Um, (laughs) What were we talking about? Oh yeah, Treat Williams. So so (laughs) Treat Williams, right? He he. We're just
1: we're just gonna completely cut. Like we're gonna (laughs) do a cold cut from that, are we? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Uh, I think we've said all we need to say about Meghan Trainor's PR. I think that that it speaks for itself, doesn't it? It is is full-on horn. It's hornier than a brass band. Um, And that's the the end of the
1: horn section.
0: And that's the end of the horn section um so yeah so treat williams he's in one of my all-time favorite movies which is a film called deep rising um and i wasn't kidding when he said people got him when they couldn't get harrison ford because that's what it, exactly what happened with deep, rising. deep um, so, rising so deep rising is one of those perfect subgenres of movie which is bad horror movie things happen on a boat, which is one of my all-time favourite kinds of film. You show me any movie where it's on a boat and it's a horror movie, I am there for it. Perfect Does Das boot count? <laughs> no, it's too boring and slow. I have zero time for it. The horror das is Bo- that it's five hours long. Das Boot is for nerds. Um... <laughs> That's a hot take of this week. Um, yeah, uh, the there's only romance rest, in it. I'm going to make you watch a romance Boot, between even though I hate it too. There's a romance between a man and a submarine. Um, but so so Deep Rising, um, there is a, a a bunch of salvagers. Uh, Treat Williams as their captain, um, along with the guy who played Benny in the Mummy movies. Oh, um, yeah that guy who we we all love him he's great um and they are they are transporting a bunch of obvious mercenaries to this random place in the ocean um turns out that this random place in in the ocean is where the most expensive cruise ship ever made is going to be sailing past um and so then they get all caught up in this hijacking of the cruise ship and you think oh this is going to be like a good old action movie it's going to be like a die hard but on a boat um but instead they get on board the cruise ship and everyone's been eaten and there's blood everywhere and instead there's giant tentacle monsters all over the place so it's the few survivors of the cruise ship treat williams benny from the mummy and a bunch of mercenaries Uh, trying to avoid being eaten by giant tentacle monsters. And it's fucking amazing. (laughs) It's that I don't think there's sufficient. There is romance in it because of course there's romance in a movie like that. But I don't think there's sufficient romance for us to watch it for the podcast, unfortunately. I'm just looking Um, at
1: the poster and it's just like a picture of a big reptilian eye. And at the top it says full scream ahead. (laughs) That is good. exactly. And there's also then some text in a very ugly font that says... From the special effect team who made Total Recall and Star Wars. And all and special effects team, Total Recall and Star Wars are in um, quotation marks. So it makes it look like it's fake. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Um so so it was made by the guy who then directed the mummy and the mummy returns. Um Brendan and did Fraser. Van <laughs> Brendan Fraser, exactly. That's okay. Um and then and then did Van Helsing. Um so if you're after that kind of movie then uh watch deep rising it's a little bit more grotesque it's very gooey there's lots of horrible goo in it um but it is super fun and well, I highly let's
1: not forget it. he also directed gi joe the rise of cobra
0: <laughs> of course can't forget that um yeah so uh so yeah that, that's your recommendation for this week go and watch um <laughs> go and watch deep rising it's super awesome it's Looks really great. good fun um, yeah, all all time greatest movies list.
1: I know something about um, Treat Williams. He turned sixty nine yesterday.
0: That's a very nice birthday for him. Yeah, well done, Treat. Happy I'm birthday! Proud of Treat. you. I mean, nice. I do, I do. Like I said, I do low key love him, and I was so happy when I saw him in this movie. I was like, oh my god, it's Treat Williams! Excellent. Um, but but you're right that in general the cast of this is pretty low key. I didn't really recognise anybody else um in any of the other sort of minor roles there was the odd person here and there that i was like that person looks familiar so the woman who was the angel
1: from. in training i recognized her from something and now i can't remember
0: she, yeah i looked her up because i thought she looked familiar and she'd been in some stuff um so she's been in um gray's anatomy uh which I don't know if you watch Grazy's. One of those know.
1: shows I have never watched and will never watch, uh... of which there's like a thousand <laughs> episodes, right?
0: Yeah, it's been going going forever. Um but yeah, so she's been in all sorts. Um but I feel yeah, like she I don't was know. in
1: something we watched.
0: Oh, I don't know about that. I'm not sure. Um but in general it's a pretty pretty low key cast. And I don't know whether it's people that you know, maybe they were in
1: I've got it. This... She was in Bunheads, which was the show that was made by Amy Sherman Palladino, who made Gilmore Girls after Gilmore Girls, which was actually quite good, but didn't do very well.
0: Oh, OK. I did not know about this show.
1: Yeah, it's it's mm. loosely based on like a um, a ballet teacher played by Sutton Foster. But um, what's the name? He plays Emily Gilmore is in it and she's fantastic, obviously.
0: Oh, OK. Excellent. Might have to give that a watch. If Kelly Bishop
1: it. is her name.
0: Um but yeah it's it's generally quite a quite a low key cast um and there's some very odd performances like the incredibly intense pasta he
1: he was wooden as hell
0: well he was wooden, but at the same time, he was really, really intense. Yeah. And there was moments where I thought, like, he's going to fucking kill someone. This movie's going to going to take a turn, and he's going to just. I love st- you,
1: my wife. I'm going to kill you now.
0: <laughs> he's just going to he's just going <laughs> to stab someone in the face. So I was like, oh, this guy's really scary. Um, when
1: he started singing his little song about how much he loves his wife, I was I was excited at that point. I was like, oh yes, this is going to be a good musical. This sounds like it might be a nice song that you could sing along to or whatever. They all went downhill from
0: there. <laughs> well, yes. And um again, it's a very sexless place, isn't it? I mean, it's obviously very this isn't meant for adult audiences necessarily. I think it's 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 not for kids because it does have someone being forced to give up their child in it, which yeah. I don't think is necessarily um necessarily right for children, but at the same time, it's it's not really adult, is it? Because when a he's... child could
1: watch this and they would be bored.
0: Yeah, well, yes, they would be. If you compare
1: bored. it to classic films that children watch at Christmas, such as Home Alone, it's a walk in the park.
0: Die Hard, Bad Santa, yeah. classic kids' yeah. Christmas movies.
1: <laughs> Fred um, Claus, you know all <laughs> Fred, the
0: classics. Fred Claus, all of the greats. Um, yeah, it's. Um, it, but it is. It's not really for adults because when he's saying like. Um, where we want to have a baby and I really love you. It's like, at least hint that you're sexually attracted to your wife, man. For God's sake.
1: I don't think they've actually ever had sex and that's no, the reason that's, they can't
0: conceive. A, you need to have sex if you want to have a child. Come on.
1: Well, obviously not because she ends up getting pregnant by like immaculate conception towards <laughs> the end of the film. <laughs> yeah. Which is one of the weirdest moments of the it's film. It's
0: very odd, isn't it? And and uh, the, the the wife... Um, has been in some other Dolly Parton stuff as well. Yeah,
1: she was in the the other country truck driving films um, on Netflix.
0: Oh, there we go. Yeah, um, and yeah, she she was fine. She could sing, which was yeah. nice. Um, but yeah,
1: it's such- you believed her performance a hundred percent.
0: Yeah, but it's it's very odd, isn't it? All these really weird characters in this town, this this super happy town that just so happens to be owned by a nineteenth century Wild West Baron. <laughs> who's like I'm <laughs> kicking you out. I'm gonna build yeah. a fucking I'm gonna build a shopping mall here because shopping malls are the kind of things that we need in twenty twenty America. They're definitely not all going under.
1: Somebody literally owns a town. <laughs>
0: Yeah, is that this is basically Dolly Parton's Deadwood? Yeah, <laughs> um, it's, someone's uh, going to
1: drink her milkshake.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, but it's, yeah, it's, that was
1: weird. In reality, it would be demolishing it to make an Amazon depot, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah, demolishing it to 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 build a giant statue of Donald Trump or something like that, wouldn't it? Yeah,
1: it would have been um, more realistic.
0: But but no, instead, it's I'm going to. I'm going to build a shopping mall here. <laughs> yeah, people are still building shopping malls all over the place. They're doing incredibly well at the moment. Um, it's, yeah, a really strange decision. And I don't know whether, I don't know when the, the stage musical was written and maybe it made more sense back then. Um, but that's it's the kind a couple
1: of, of years ago, I think.
0: But he, he, even if it wasn't, that's the kind of thing that you could just change. It has no bearing on the plot. Um, it might be, yeah, like an Amazon Depot or just, yeah, I'm going to, make it into a golf course or something like that yeah um would have made a little a little bit more sense yeah
1: she's wearing her golf gear all the time and she's like hey guys i love golf
0: i fucking love golf this place is becoming a golf course right over there where the old town shop used to be that's gonna be the fifth innings wait innings fifth holes (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna have a cricket field on here as well yeah um
1: treat williams you're gonna be my caddy
0: <laughs> he'd, he'd do a good job as a caddy. I could see him in a little caddy outfit.
1: Yeah, Dolly Parton's caddy shack. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, so it's it's um, there's some very strange decisions made in this movie, and I don't want to say they're wozsonian, but do you know what I mean? That it's yeah, yeah, it's getting to that level of just bizarre, and I think yeah, just having this.
1: Completely... There are some weird non sequiturs or lines like. Oh my god, I do have a brain tumor. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's um, which
1: what well, did actually at the time remind me of when Lisa's mum in the room goes, <laughs> I definitely Everything's have bad and cancer. I'm dying.
0: <laughs> yeah, and Lisa's I like, No, you're not, you're fine. Cancer. Um, and then but it, but thankfully, they do resolve that plot because someone does say, No, don't worry, you don't have a brain tumor. Yeah, um, which at least adds a little bit of closure to that so that
1: subplot exists there basically just to make sure she can have some hilarious run-ins with the doctor who she keeps hitting with her car
0: yeah and i thought there was going to be some kind of love triangle thing going on where she she loves street williams but then also maybe the doctor's in on it as well but no she just keeps hitting him with her car um but then it gets onto the bizarre the really bizarre plot twist which is She doesn't just hate this town because she's a greedy capitalist who hates all of these schmucks who are there, which I think is reason enough. Um, But instead that when she was younger, Treat Williams was going to ask her to marry him, but she thought it was giving the ring to somebody else.
1: Because he showed it to another girl and was laughing with her at it.
0: Yeah, which makes sense because obviously if she knew him well... She definitely know if he knew this girl, who was a friend, who I assume she is, in the <laughs> you know?
1: town where like everyone knows each other. It's yeah, like where... <laughs> the smallest town in America, friendliest place on earth. Everyone knows each other. Oh no, they don't know each other when it's important to create a plot.
0: No, exactly, exactly. Um, so instead, she she has a night of passion with a guy wearing a terrible shirt with an awful beard. Yeah, um, as was the style at the time. Um. <laughs> is is then pregnant uh and is forced to give up the baby um after giving birth by her dad yeah uh in in a really fucking the man twisted... who is mostly chin yeah captain captain chinley i think is his official name in the film <laughs> um and, and it's it's a really twisted, horrible shift in the storyline from what came before it. And it really doesn't fit at all. Yeah. Um, but then guess what? It's very what?
1: upsetting, actually, when it takes that turn. Yeah,
0: it's really awful. Um, But guess what? It all works out fine because, spoiler alert, just an additional spoiler alert here. Um, it turns out that the baby she gave up is the creepy pastor who's going to murder his wife.
1: Yeah, the guy who ended up back in the same town, and she never had any idea.
0: Yeah, it's it's really dumb. I'm sorry, but it is <laughs> just very, very stupid. Um, even for a movie that's as schmaltzy as this, it doesn't work. Um, which I think is a real no,
1: because there's no depth to it at all. It literally just like you find out she gave up the baby a couple of scenes later. Turns out it's the guy. That's it. There's yeah, no, and- like, her wondering about the baby. She makes... She, that's the thing. And no point is it even explored. It's just like, oh, she gave up a baby. You know, there you go. That That's the thing. It happened. Yeah. You don't know how she feels about it until you see that one upsetting scene and the rest of the time, it's just her, like, walking around sassing people and you're like, come on, give us a little bit of, like, guilt and grief.
0: Well, the, the thing is that there's no time for her to give any guilt because you find out about it and then two minutes later they've explained who the baby is.
1: Yeah, it's like 15
0: it's, minutes before the end. Yeah, it's really strange. Um, and then, yeah, there's no room for sort of him to go, I don't know how if I want to have this relationship with my birth mother or her saying, oh, no, we've got so much lost time to make up. And, and the idea that she should automatically forgive her father because he was a bit sad about giving up her child yeah. is a very weird... Um,
1: like literally taking the baby the second it was born. Yeah, and which I'm sure is not how it works.
0: Um, but it's it's very it's very odd. Um, that it sort of goes, it it goes in that direction, and then it's it's a movie about forgiveness, and and you know that part of that is 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 forgiving her for thinking about selling the town, but then there is this also this other point of she should forgive her father for making her give up her child (laughs) yeah no fuck that shit no forgiveness for people who are like that he can go fuck himself in chin hell which is where he is
1: chin hell (laughs) he's there with jimmy hill bruce forsyth all the big chinned men all the chins
0: or maybe chin hell is being surrounded by chinless people he's just there with all of the royals (laughs) all the dead royals (laughs) going oh what a big chin you have
1: yeah give me some of that chin man. give me some of that you chin. got enough to go around
0: yeah exactly just they're rubbing their chinless forms against his chin trying to gain chin by osmosis yeah but it's not working
1: the guy um, who charles dance played in the crown who got blown up on the boat by the ira he's there he's, and there. he's like yep. give me some of that chin man
0: give me that chin um
1: lord mountbatten that's <laughs> yes the one
0: Lord Mount and get some chin um, but uh, but yeah um, yeah no fuck that that's a terrible terrible thing to take away from this movie yep, I think awful. you know forgiveness in general is maybe a good concept to push forward you know because not- they
1: forgive her for being a mean sassy old witch as they yeah, call her the wickedest yeah. witch
0: yeah they, they forgive there's her there's a very for long
1: that. song about it that lasts for about half of the film they're all jumping around in the church.
0: Yeah, they're all in the church going, Oh, she's evil, 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 evil. Don't swear in church. We're um, doing
1: a musical. Did you know this is a musical? It was um, that kind of song, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, and and I think maybe the context behind... Because I'm also not entirely on board with forgiving her. I, I forgive her because she's Christine Baranski. She's great. Yeah. Like... That, that's reason. Nothing. Yeah, I forgive her. You know, she could come out and say that she was secretly behind murdering my entire family, and be like, "Ah, it's fine. Come on, let's go have dinner," something like that. But um. But her character, I'm not sure she would be necessarily allowed forgiveness for trying to destroy the lives of an entire town of people. And and you do get that concept of uh, that, that sort of context around it that, okay, this is actually a very, very painful place for her. She didn't have this relationship with her father that everyone else seems to have, where they all seem to idolise this guy. Um,
1: she even tried to evict the dogs, man. <laughs>
0: yeah. She stuck eviction
1: notices on those poor doggos. Um,
0: yeah, but even then... Eat the rich, I think, is the real message of this movie, and I don't necessarily think that it would be worth forgiveness. But definitely not her dad, who seems to be an absolute evil monster. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, the dogs no. should
1: definitely eat him.
0: Yeah, the dogs they should dig up his body and feed it to the dogs. That yeah. that's the message of this. That's the message. <laughs> While of this Dolly
1: Parton sings a nice song over
0: it. <laughs> dog meat, dog meat, dog meat, dog meat.
1: Oh, it would have some nice life lesson in it, wouldn't it?
0: I'm begging of you, please just eat my dad
1: When you're eating your dad Don't forget to be thankful Mm. It'd be something like that
0: (laughs) When you're eating your dad Don't ever be sad Be thankful that he's feeding your dogs (laughs) That kind of thing, Exactly,
1: yeah which is what a lot of her songs in this film are like, you know there's the yeah. one about lighting your lamp, I thought that was nice,
0: yeah, light your lamp, um, be happy it's Christmas, yeah. kill the rich <laughs> that was yeah the best that was one. the best one <laughs> um but yeah, so so yeah and so it's very tame, isn't it, and i I guess you expect that from Dolly Parton, don't you she is a positive songwriter these yeah. days. Um, obviously, you've got that sort of more dark, or maybe dark's the wrong word, but more sort of brooding element in earlier works. But a lot of her of her stuff of late is much more sort of upbeat, and it it fits very much with you know her other releases of late. Um, but but I don't necessarily think it's some of her best work. I I hope that's not a mean thing to say.
1: No, you could be, you know tame and you know a- appropriate for children and not necessarily doing anything deep not everything has to be you know deep and cutting and hard edged does it but you still need a certain level of of good storytelling and this yeah i think doesn't quite get there does it
0: no no um it yeah it, it even
1: for a musical
0: it's very paper thin um it's yeah and and much more so than i don't think it really has the charm of a lot of the other more sort of like cheesy musicals either like if you compare this and obviously it's not a direct comparison because the budget is 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 way off but you compare this to um mamma mia for instance yeah which again has a not particularly strong plot lots of cheesy moments and full of songs Um, it doesn't have that same energy um, to it, really, does it?
1: No, not at all. And they could have got Bronham. He could have had the Treat Williams role. He He could
0: have. He could have had the Treat Williams role. I bet he would have loved it.
1: Where he sings sort of weirdly angrily in his toy shop.
0: Yeah, I'd be fully on board with that.
1: Yeah. It's actually not dissimilar to when in Mamma Mia 2 when he's singing S.O.S. sadly while looking at pictures of his sexy dead wife. It'd be like that. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but um, but it's one of those things where often movies like this, there'll be a big disparity between what critics think and what audiences think. Um, yeah. Particularly with something like Dolly Parton, where you've got that really, really strong fandom who you are really on board with with a lot of her work. Um, but actually, they're pretty similar. So, so an average score of fifty-one percent. Um, versus a 5.2 out of 10 of audience score on IMDb. Um, And then when you go over to um, Rotten Tomatoes, the audience score is at uh, 49%. So generally, it's not been going over too well with people.
1: No, but interestingly, I thought there would be a worse critical response and most of the critical response seems to be Dolly Parton's really nice. This isn't as good as her usual stuff. But hey, Christmas, you know? And that might <laughs> yeah. be to do with where we are right now, because you know, twenty twenty and stuff as well, yeah. You yeah, can't, you can't you I, just can't be hateful about something like this, okay? No,
0: and and I think that's completely right. But basically people have said, fuck it, it's been a bad year, this is nice and uplifting fuck you if you're looking for more than this. Yeah. <laughs> it's been the general <laughs> critical response, hasn't it? That's basically
1: all that we want to say, right? Um,
0: Yeah. And and, and looking at the critical, the, the, the more critical of the reviews, you do kind of read them and think, oh, fucking get over yourself, man. Don't yeah. you? Yeah, lighten up. You do you do think, like, take that stick out of your ass. Light your And lamp. just enjoy this piece of shit movie <laughs> for what it is.
1: Um, yeah, exactly. Who do you think you are? Roger Ebert?
0: Yeah, it's it's just, yeah, it's 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 corny, it's nonsense. But the songs are catchy and it's got some really weird moments that are worth talking about on a podcast, which is what we look for in a
1: movie. Yep. And the guy um, who can sing really nice falsetto gets to do so in a moment that's <laughs> not incongruous at
0: all. It's really, are you talking about dad with dying daughter moment? Yeah. Yeah, which just, is just horrendous. Again, it's another one of those awfully sad moments in this movie that shouldn't be there so his daughter's is it gets hit by a car or yeah she gets yeah. hit by a car um and needs brain surgery and so he's there crying and saying um a sad dad I'm a dad that's sad <laughs> and Someone singing all the words my daughter.
1: <laughs> singing every single line like he's entrapped trapped in the closet
0: <laughs> it's um it's very bad and doesn't fit at all with the rest of the movie thematically um but it's there and it's worth talking about and so yeah
1: it's it's actually the kind of real turning point of the film isn't it because it gives evil Christine Baranski the opportunity to pay lots of money to fly in the best neurosurgeon in in town in a helicopter
0: yeah yeah. it's it's from hundreds of miles away they fly in the best neurosurgeon in the country that's how that works that's exactly how it works. She, she's there. This other neurosurgeon, she, she's there. She's not got any other
1: patients. Or like... <laughs> she's
0: literally about to perform surgery on another child that's been hit by a car. When the the the, the, the hospital gets a call in and says, well, we've just been offered several million dollars. You're out of here. This kid can die. But there's another rich kid who needs saving. Off you go.
1: Yeah.
0: That's American health care at Christmas, everybody. Um with the, falsetto, the goodwill of rich people will murder another child elsewhere in the country because <laughs> there's a child that they want to save instead.
1: Yeah, um, but yeah, that's right. That kind of says, you know, everything's fine as long as you have a rich person to pay for stuff.
0: Yeah, the, the rich people are the true guardian angels. You know, I've got I've got Elon Musk constantly giving me money to prop up this podcast. Oh yeah. Which is why he's on your shoulder. That's why we you got a a Jeff
1: Bezos devil on the other shoulder.
0: (laughs) I can be your angel or your devil. Um, Yeah, that's why we're always so positive about about Amazon and Tesla products on this podcast.
1: Yeah, we're always talking about how much we love Elon (laughs) Musk.
0: We fucking love Elon. The the weed smoking buffoon. (laughs) Um,
1: Weed smoking angel.
0: (laughs) That's something I'd watch. Make us, make us bad Santa, but with angels instead.
1: Bad angels. Bad angels. Starring Elon Musk. <laughs> Starring There's your poster. Elon
0: <laughs> Musk. yes. Elon Musk, it's long it past to... Elon Musk to...
1: in a black Christmas hat. Well, Elon... Elon... 80% opacity.
0: <laughs> Elon Musk has already acted because he did play a character in Rick and Morty, a.k.a. the funniest show of all time. Doesn't count. And the smartest show of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Only true geniuses can understand the absolute comedy of Rick and Morty. Funniest shit um, I've seen.
1: Did <laughs> did he play Pickle Musk? Was that did, the name of his character? He did not.
0: He played a character called Elon Tusk, who is a billionaire from a different um, universe, who's basically Elon Musk, but he's got tusks.
1: That's That is a good joke. <laughs> I like it's that. A,
0: it's the funniest joke um yeah so he's there and he helps them with an adventure at some point and he does the voice so we know he can act as himself we just need to push him to act as somebody else yeah but yeah we can do it elon if you're listening and we know you are because we know you're a big fan um you know you listen every week
1: in (laughs) between (laughs) um launching launching rockets into space and getting coronavirus
0: <laughs> and and smoking weed on podcasts um we we uh we've got a proposition for you you'd have to fund it but we know you're a generous man we want you to play a, a sassy angel in a movie about a sassy angel you I genuinely be the sassy think he angel. would
1: really enjoy it
0: he would he'd be on board with it come on Elon get get on it come join us let's make a movie yep This is our jumping off point. He'll be our financier for all of our different projects. This
1: is your calling, Elon.
0: Yeah, we've got a cinematic universe to create and you can be the star of the first movie and then the silent backer for the rest of them.
1: Yeah. I don't know that he's capable of being silent about anything, though.
0: (laughs) You could be my hero, Elon. You could take away the pain. I'll stand by you and your cars forever.
1: The thing is, he's the world's richest shit poster and that is <laughs> exactly. something that we need.
0: <laughs> I do have I do have time for you've got all of these people, like you've got these fucking jebens like John Cleese and J. K. Uh. Rowling who decide I'm a I'm obsessively rich, I'm going to go and tweet bigotry on my account and that's what i'm going to do with my time from now on whereas at least with elon musk he's got this amazing scattergun approach of bullshit he doesn't just stick to one topic he's all over the fucking place with it and at least i can respect that i can respect the 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 ass hollery of just posting a load of different nonsense and riling hurt everyone if i was a billionaire i'd i'd be more likely to do that than just focus on one our marginalised group and try and make their lives worse yeah you know what do you do you want to say trans kids shouldn't have health care or do you want to say cats can't look down (laughs) you know
1: exactly which is when you know the opposite is true cats are looking down all the time (laughs) and they're looking down on you
0: this is how we get the fight done this is how we get the fight started um (laughs) yeah um (laughs) You know who 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 would you rather follow on on social media? My money is on the guy posting nonsense. Yeah, 24/7. of course, hundred percent. We want that's what we want. Um, anyway, <laughs> Elon putting Musk putting rockets is...
1: into space and whatever. You know what yeah, have you it... done today?
0: But precisely. Um. So Elon Musk is not in Christmas on the Square, but maybe he should have been.
1: I would have loved that. That would have been so good. He could. Have,
0: he could have. He could have played the Doctor.
1: Yeah. Or the angel, you know, uh, the angel who's just called Angel. I think he'd appreciate the directness of that.
0: Or um, he could be the pastor.
1: Yeah, who turns out to be Christine Baranski's son. That would definitely work. Yeah, that would definitely work. Um, I don't know, can he he sing? He's been releasing music, hasn't
0: he? Has he been with, with his wife?
1: No, on his own. Didn't he release a dance track?
0: Oh, I love that. Um Thing is, do you, do you like Grimes? Yeah, I think I think she's good.
1: Some of her older stuff I think was better than her more recent efforts, but yeah, generally I think her music is good and really interesting.
0: So yeah, if Elon's got the magic touch with music as well, he we could he could he could do a little Christmas musical.
1: Yeah, I think that'd be good. <laughs> um, Elon Musk releases his EDM track. Don't doubt your vibe. I haven't listened to it. <laughs> I don't know what it's like.
0: Oh. I'm I'm gonna listen to this. Um. He. Okay. Here we go. Uh, music ventures <laughs> on March on March 30th of 2019, Musk released a rap track "R.I.P. Harambe" on SoundCloud under I the name this. Emoji Records. Um, the track was performed by Young Jake. Uh, and then yes, don't doubt your vibe. An EDM track. Featuring his own lyrics and vocals. God,
1: remember Harambe? <laughs>
0: yeah, that was that was better days, sort of. Um. Uh, TechCrunch referred to "Don't Doubt Your Vibe" as not a bad representation of the genre. <laughs> that's, a, that's something. That's a great review. That's probably as that's good a, a review, review as
1: as he could help for, hope for. Yes. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, um, anyway, right back to back to we've gone massively off tangent. Back to Christmas on the square. Yeah. Um, back have Elon you got anything Musk's else you'd like to Christmas on the square. Have you got anything else you'd like to say about Elon Musk's Christmas on the square?
1: Um. Let's see. I mentioned the falsetto guy. He had a lovely voice. That was nice. I mean, I think the songs aren't bad, but I couldn't sing you any one of them now, and I guess that's kind of a test of a musical, isn't it? Like, for a musical to be truly effective, I think the songs need to be, you know, wall-to-wall bangers, or mostly, and it didn't quite get there for me, even though a lot of them were good.
0: Yeah, they were good songs, but like, yeah, like you said, I can't, I wouldn't be able to sing any of the songs from this movie. No. Um, yeah, so, so that's a bit of a shame. Um... Yeah, and I don't have any trivia for this movie either. No? Um, no, I guess maybe it's a bit too recent. You didn't find out whether trivia.
1: there was a mandate that every single line of the film had to rhyme.
0: <laughs> you know what I did find out? Treat Williams is still a gem. Yeah. That's what I found out.
1: We'll, we'll um, allow you, Treat.
0: Yeah, he is our treat for all of us. Um, so So how are we going to rank this movie?
1: um let's see how many shops are on the square that you're going to demolish to make a mall
0: that's a good one that's a good one so i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a solid 10 i don't think you can go lower than that for dolly parton we love her too much
1: i'll go one um, lower i'll give it a nine. nine
0: oh <laughs> harsh man at christmas yeah we all know who the real scrooge is Humbug. not dishing out his points um it's yeah. It's not particularly good. I'm never going to watch it again. But it's Dolly Parton. What can you do yeah. about Dolly Parton? Actually, being she, good?
1: there are a lot of nice moments that are, I guess worth it. Worth worth watching it for where she sits on a cloud and stuff. So you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly. In
1: exactly. the year that we've had, you know, just let yourself enjoy it.
0: Yeah. Allow yourself some absolute nonsense. Yeah. Um. So. So yeah. So that's uh, that is that is it from me. So. We've got we've got another um Gooden, but I'll let you have that as your choice and I'm gonna choose a piece of shit. Uh, yeah, you
1: asked. As you <laughs> as you always do.
0: Well Oh <laughs> um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go for what I think is the more seedy piece of shit, and then I'm going to leave the nonsense for the last movie that we watched for this this holiday season. Um so so I'm going to choose just friends for oh, us no. to watch.
1: This is on Netflix as well.
0: <laughs> it is. It but is. actually
1: is not like new.
0: No, so it... this came out in two thousand and five.
1: That's right, yeah.
0: Um Ryan Reynolds comes home at Christmas time and things happen. I have no idea how good it is, but I hazard. Fat now. A... he's fat now. Oh no, he was fat, now he's not fat.
1: Oh, okay, right. It's, it's the, the other plot. way around. Um so, Shallow
0: Ryan, <laughs> Shallow Ryan, yeah. Um, so I suspect it's not going to be great, but I think that's part of the allure of this movie.
1: Yeah it it looks it looks awful, if I may yes. say
0: so. <laughs> yeah, I'm fully excited about watching this. Um, <laughs> yeah, excellent stuff.
1: Good. Well, I am glad that it is Christmas, or by which I mean it's December. Have you got a tree up?
0: Uh, no, not yet. We, I think we're going to do everything this weekend coming.
1: Good. We, we got ours um, Well, up just yesterday, actually.
0: Oh, very good. I think it's fine to have it up as early as possible, really, because it's been such a bad year. Just enjoy yeah. Christmas time, everyone.
1: Yeah, just enjoy it. You know, it's a time for giving, a time for receiving, a time for goodwill. So you know, that's why we are going to watch this terrible
0: <laughs> film. <laughs> this terrible film, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. But seriously, yeah, give give yourself a break.
0: Yes, yeah. Have a Kit Kat. Yep. Um and yeah. Watch some watch some Dolly Parton, and then watch Deep Rising for Treat Williams trying to not get eaten by tentacle monsters. Yeah, the true meaning of Christmas.
1: That is the true meaning of Christmas. Alright. Um <laughs> you can you can find us on Twitter at Big Boys don't Pod. You can email us bigboysdon'crypodcast at gmail.com if you like what we do. There's a link in our show notes where you can give us money. It's not like a subscription thing or anything, just a kind of one off um drop us like it think of it like it like a tip jar, you know.
0: Yes, yeah, exactly. If you like what we do, give us a little Christmas treat.
1: Hey. Patrick Williams, <laughs> exactly yep send him away all right and we'll be back next week to talk about just friends
0: Alrighty. All right. Bye bye bye
1: bad films bad films bad films bad films we watch them every
0: week on this podcast There you go.